0: You hear my gulping sounds too? Maybe. Just picks right up. <laughs>
1: so you know, um, I was thinking about on the drive up here, I was thinking, um, I, don't even, I don't introduce you or anything, it's just we just talk. So Great. so um, what, what did you ever feel like just saying forget it, like just forget all the stuff that you do for what you do and just like just skateboard? Like <laughs> like literally just like <laughs> like eat right. You know, get on a schedule, be in, like, I'm just, like, because, you know, I, th- I feel that time is our only enemy.
0: Um, that is hilarious that you ask that, because okay. that's what I've been doing this year so far.
1: What? Really?
0: Well, not completely forget everything, but scaling back on a lot of things, and, uh, focusing more on skating, and really, really putting a lot of, uh, a lot more into that, because, wow. um... I'm just excited to have the opportunity, and I've been uh, supported by Poland uh, being on their skateboard team, Mm -hmm. and it's the first time in my life I've gotten that kind of support for skateboarding, Mm. and, uh, you know, it seems like now now is the perfect chance, you know, I'm not Uh, exactly getting any younger, so I'm just going for it, it's kind of my, I would... I wouldn't call it a New Year's resolution. It's kind of just what I wanted to do my whole life, just skate. <laughs> I thought.
1: Because, like, I feel like um, we were talking before we turned the recorder on, and I got into audio engineering because I had to. Right. And, like, you kind of did what you did sort of because you felt maybe you had to, as far as doing your dock. And, I mean,
0: Absolutely, because those, you know, what I had wanted to do, skateboarding, It didn't seem like there was an avenue for girls and women to do it at the time. So, uh, both underexposed and exposure come from (laughs) a very selfish place of wanting to skateboard (laughs) as much as I can. Uh, You know, I'm very grateful for the journey, and I'm more grateful for the fact that girls coming up today they don't have that issue anymore. You know, there's so many opportunities, and uh, there's a lot of support.
1: Which happened like almost. It's overnight, it feels like.
0: I know, I feel like I woke up one day and all of a sudden, everyone's got a pro board. There are a million contests where you have to pick and choose and mm-hmm. uh, we're fully supported by the skateboarding industry, which I, it's, if if you told me that when I was working on Underexposed, I probably wouldn't believe you because it would have been hard for me to see it.
1: I wouldn't think it would have happened that fast Yeah. back then. I mean, it didn't seem like, big companies could turn around that quickly yeah so it's kind of amazing yeah i
0: think i think a lot of things have helped but especially things like instagram and self-promotion and the way in which those things provide measurements to where they can see these companies can see how many girls and women are interested in their products or interested in posts that they do featuring female skateboarders Mm -hmm. so they can actually see that it's going to work in their benefit whereas before uh, I know some companies tried to support it and maybe it didn't really work out or they didn't approach it the right way Mm -hmm. but then it got to a point where they didn't know whether it was worth putting any of their eggs into that basket Mm -hmm. because they didn't know there was an audience there or there was a need there or there was money there, essentially. That's really down to, to it has to be, right? Yeah. Money, yeah.
1: And when I just go shoot people, or I go skating a lot with my kids, we skate maybe three times a week, anywhere I go, I don't care if it's a really simple skate park or a more famous one, there's always girls skating, and um, and like a lot of them, I don't even know who they are. Whereas in the old days, I would always know everybody, because there's like maybe 20 in California. Right.
0: Yeah, it's a it's definitely amazing and it's just your everyday girl and you know maybe she's wearing a skirt and or maybe it's a mom or it's just girls and women of all ages of all backgrounds of all abilities and not only back in the day that you used to know every girl that yeah. skated mm-hmm. but like you knew exactly what she could do and also you knew all the usually yeah. exactly yeah. and usually like she would feel like she had to kind of dress the part.
1: Oh, really? What, what would that look like?
0: I mean, the traditional skateboarder uniform of <laughs> like. T-shirt and, and, and jeans. Okay. Um, but, you know, kind of not as colorful, you know, kind of dark, dark oh, okay, kind of clothing. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Oh.
0: Whereas now I feel like girls are, you know, they're just... They can be super feminine mm-hmm. or they can dress like most skaters or they can dress outlandishly or, you know, they can express right. themselves any way they want yeah. and they don't have to fit a certain look or a certain
1: part. Mm-hmm. Do you think that there are... Like, I feel there's a lot of girls that have come into it now that have no reference to from before. They don't, they don't necessarily know all the all-star girls of skateboarding. They just literally... I don't know, found a skateboard and they went to a skateboard park or they had friends who skated. And, whereas it, before, everybody knew everybody.
0: Absolutely. It just, it definitely feels like something that is just accessible to girls now, which it, it always has been, but you would have had to be a girl of a certain um, perception, mm. you know, to feel what, what, like what skateboarding. What would that be
1: the perception.
0: Um, I guess typically probably think like you're more like tomboyish girls oh, would okay. be into it, you know? Okay. Or, or the girls that were a little bit more athletic or thought outside the box, whereas like your average everyday girl maybe wouldn't have thought that skateboarding was something That's that she can go and do. Yeah. But now it absolutely is.
1: it's like everybody.
0: Yeah, it's, it's for crazy. everybody. It's crazy. Huh? It's, it's wonderful.
1: I used to go to shoot contests even before exposure, and I would know everybody's tricks, and I didn't even know which wall they would do them on. And now, forget it. I mean, it's just I can't even keep up.
0: Yeah, every contest, it's a whole new bag of tricks for everyone. Or there's like mm-hmm. some new little tiny girl, uh, you know, Comes doing. Out of nowhere. Yeah, coming out of nowhere, mm-hmm. doing really impressive tricks, and it's amazing the ability mm-hmm. level now because there's so much more of it, and it's so supportive. It's it's moving so quickly in terms of progression.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Back, I kind of jump around. So you're talking about how you are skating. So what's that like? What is it like? How is it different to skate with support and to not and to not skate with support?
0: It just feels gratitude. <laughs> Number one, that's the first thing I can say. I'm so grateful uh, to have that opportunity, and it just feels so much more relaxed. Whereas before, I felt like okay, I'm have. Um, going to skate. I only have like an hour and a half because I have to do this, this, and this. <laughs> um, you know, there were times where I was balancing like three or four jobs um, just wow. so that I can skate. And then, yeah. um, you know, everything that we were doing with exposure was also a ton of work. So it felt like I had these small time windows in which I could skate. Yes, because you and, did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I always like felt really rushed and I felt like I never really had the time to just like sit back and like work on a new trick and like really dial it in it felt like I'm going to this bowl and I'm going to try to land all my tricks Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so you know it I feel like it was hard to progress or I wasn't even um aware of it that but I I wasn't really progressing as much and I was getting hurt a lot and I think that's because I felt rushed and I had so many other things in my brain mm. distracting me. Yeah. And it's just like I felt like I was always all over the place. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes literally my feet were all over the place because of that and I would wow. just like take crazy slam and be out for 6 months or whatever. Right. So
1: quite a, quite often I'd see you you would have a cast on or Mhm. Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah, I went through that phase but uh yeah, now I feel like you know, skating way more and and just kind of working on new tricks and other types of skating Mm -hmm. skating more street and you know skating smaller transition as well and yeah I just feel good I feel really happy
1: now you I don't know you really well I mean what was your origins was it small tranny or park or where did you start to skate
0: I started skating when I was living in New Jersey after we'd already moved from Poland and Literally, all that I had to skate was um, we would, like, try to uh, learn how to ollie and do tricks over, le- like, manhole covers.
1: That's killer, yeah. So we'd find... That's a good gap. <laughs> if you don't know how to ride, that's a good gap.
0: Yeah, so that was, that was the obstacle. It's either that or curbs. And on the East Coast, let me tell you, there are no red curbs. No, if <laughs> no you
2: paint.
0: want a grindable surface, yeah. you're going to spend days coating wax onto a curb. <laughs> waiting for it to melt, and then doing another coat the next day. Uh-huh. And you better hope that the run-up is smooth or that the curb itself is smooth really? when you start. So, had a little curb after some work, and yeah, just mostly, mostly flat ground. That's
1: killer. Yeah, so Do you was, remember what kind of deck you had? What kind of trucks and wheels? Yeah, you know?
0: my first real skateboard was uh, an Andrew Reynolds birdhouse,
2: uh-huh.
0: and I believe I had hookup grip tape <laughs> yeah, really awkward. And I think I just had some standard trucks, some and metal bearings. Trucks? Yeah, they were. Well, that was like my. It was, this was first like my skateboard. first real skateboard. Uh, I had plastic trucks before that, though, for sure.
1: Uh huh. Um, what kind of wheels you riding that? Street I was, was
0: riding was... Spitfires.
1: So they're a little softer.
0: I don't remember, but I think they were pretty big, like 58s. So wow. I don't know what I was doing on 58s on
1: flat some ground. Some good slappies with some 58s on. It.
0: Not a lot of great slappy curbs, though. But you know, I, may, I made I made a flat spot of
1: those um, Spitfires.
0: I wasn't really doing anything flat spot no. worthy at the time. <laughs> so, but I have flat spotted many Spitfire wheel in my day since then. And that's why I don't ride those anymore. <laughs> yeah, oh, they're great. They
1: feel so great, but they flat spot. Yes, yeah, so I mean, that's fast. just my personal opinion.
0: No, I completely agree with you. Yeah, <laughs> they
2: really
1: do. Yeah. I guess if you get like a box of them, then they'd be fine, but uh, right. if they're your only wheels and you're broke, it's kind of a bummer.
0: Yeah, definitely not my, not my choice of wheel.
1: <laughs> do you think that um, your movie, um, did it do what you wanted it to do?
0: Absolutely. The goal was always to show that there are lots of girls and women all over the world Interested in skateboarding and skating progressively, and it was meant to juxtapose what the the industry thought about girls and women in skateboarding at the time. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, the goal was to start a conversation.
2: Yeah,
0: and that happened as soon as the the premiere happened at mm-hmm. uh, at Agenda. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it it definitely got people talking and thinking. Um, more about women and girls in skateboarding, and right. that was kind of the the start of that. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it's not like a huge proactive start, so that's why um, the gears automatically kind of shifted into exposure, because mm-hmm. it was like, oh, here's this whole movie where I complained that there are no events, so mm-hmm. why don't I just do an event? <laughs> so.
1: <laughs> so you had to do the next thing. right? Right.
0: I got to do the next thing.
1: You got to do it. That. That's yeah. the way you look at things.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Everything's an opportunity. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: that's cool. Right. And and so you did that. And I remember. I think I've been at every single one of them. I mean, they've. That's changed so much as far as the size of staff and obviously venue.
0: Absolutely. I mean, we started, and we had, thirty-two skaters at our first event. Mm uh at the one you could probably
1: almost name every one of them
0: i probably could Mm -hmm. i don't know if anybody wants to listen to that no i'm just
1: saying Well, my
0: husband is home and the last event had a bunch had about 160 girls right hi honey hey
1: Hey. how are you how's it going good how are you good nice to see you too
0: we're just doing a little podcast chit chat you're in it you're you're in no you're in it now
2: you're in it yeah you're fine what's happening (laughs) <laughs> no, yeah, of as well. sure Cat's always in it.
1: Did I take your parking spot?
3: No, you're good. Okay. Oh, you're good. Um, quick little park thought Interrupt us
1: now. at any point. Believe me, if yeah. we're sucking, it helps if something interesting happens. <laughs> something Something happens?
3: Coming, something yeah.
1: Happens. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sure the cat and dog will keep you guys keep it fresh. <laughs> good to see you. Good to see you, too. Yeah, um... So so who who reads all these books? Some of these look like technical books. Some of them are all the same color, and then
0: yeah, Alec actually color coded them because it made things look less cluttered. Mm -hmm. But then we kept getting more books, so it still looks really cluttered.
1: Mm -hmm. Who reads? Both you guys read. Yeah,
0: we really like to read. So you've
1: been reading lately?
0: Recently, look, the cat's
1: giving Alec the business. (laughs) She's like, "No, you open that door."
0: Recently, I have been rereading all of the Harry Potters in Polish.
1: Is it different?
0: No, it's the same. It's still like a really fun and interesting journey. Uh, But I this
1: Harry Potter thing, I I photograph um, skaters who live very conservative lives, and I photograph skaters who are, are like exotic dancers, and they all love Harry Potter. I mean, they get them tattooed on their bodies and all this stuff, and. And then I tried to watch the first movie and I practically fell asleep. Okay, I, listen, I never read you can't
0: base it on the movie. You just okay. can't. That's not okay. fair. Okay. It's all about the book. Okay. The books are such an adventure. And the movies, honestly, the first four are pretty disappointing. Oh, really? The last couple, that they do it, it. justice, kind of. But honestly, I mean, I still haven't gotten Alec to read them, but the books are such such a great experience she's such a talented author that
1: does it sort of sweep you away when you read it or? absolutely
0: you just get so caught up in it mm-hmm. and i don't know i've always been a big big fan of harry potter i remember uh i broke my wrist this before i started roller before i started skateboarding i was on rollerblades and it was like the beginning of summer and i was so excited and i like w- we like made a launch ramp
2: mm-hmm.
0: and like i go off the launch ramp and like just, like, snap both of the bones in my wrist. Oh,
1: my goodness. And Seriously, s- on one ball? Yeah, it was so bad.
0: I don't know. I just, like, leaned back. and wow.
1: I don't know. Put your hands back.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And uh, I remember I was so bummed because I couldn't go swimming that summer anymore because I had a full-arm cast wow. and, you know, couldn't do all the fun, summer activities. And my mom takes me to Barnes & Noble, and the newest Harry Potter book came out, and you had to pre-order it, and they said they didn't have any more in stock. And I was talking to the lady at the front desk, and she saw me with my cast, and she's like, you know what? I think I have one in the back for you. What? Seriously? That totally made my song That's songer. killer. <laughs> Whoa. So, yeah, Harry Potter's great. It's definitely, it's like you're going on an adventure. Mm-hmm.
1: Is it magic? Is it um, imagination? What sort of compels you to... Just the story.
0: I mean, I just love reading. So, when something is a is a really well written story, and you become invested in the characters and yeah. their journey and their transformations, it seems
1: real. They seem like they're you could go somewhere and see them. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah, it's right. definitely. Any yeah. other
1: authors that you? Um,
0: I really write? like Dostoevsky, mm-hmm. which is um, a Russian author and um, a bit dark. Okay. <laughs> You'd say, but
1: is it fiction or? Um,
0: yes, mostly okay. fiction, uh-huh. but it incorporates a lot of um, the. It's it like reflects the the political upheavals that were happening in Russia at the time, oh. and um, a lot of it is like personified through the characters, and mm. you know sometimes there are people going crazy, and you're in their minds as they're losing their mind. That's so killer. It's you can always, only do that in a book. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. So that's why I was always into, like, uh, like the Stephen King uh, movies yeah. are great. But the when you read the book, you're like, wow.
1: Which King have you read?
0: Um, I've read, well, It. Uh-huh. And my favorite's probably Pet Cemetery.
1: Yeah, that's a good one, too. And... Did you ever read Bag of Bones? No, I haven't. It's a good one.
0: It's a good yeah. one? I'll put it on my list. He's a great
1: sure. writer. He's a great storyteller.
0: Yeah, he really is. He's so talented. But... Yeah, that's. Um. I used to read
1: a lot of his books and then I remember traveling back east for music with a music job I had and I would go to places that could be dairy and I was like look around thinking I might see Bill Danforth and all these different characters that are in the different uh, King books, you know. And, yeah, Yeah.
0: that's awesome. Yeah, Yeah, I lived in Maine for a while so some of those books got a little
1: scary Right scared. there, right there. Yeah.
0: yeah <laughs> right.
1: No. Um, so reading's important to you. You 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 believe in reading you believe in books some people don't I mean some people feel that books are sort of on the way out with records
0: I mean uh I appreciate audiobooks. they're not as exciting for me it depends on the narrator I've been listening to like the Michelle Obama um book on on audio recently that one's pretty good Mm -hmm. but I I mean there's nothing like the smell of a book whether it's new or even if it's old Mm -hmm. like it has a distinct smell and you can feel it and um, you know, you could take it with you in the bathtub and you don't have to worry about dropping it. Um, yeah, I, I just love books.
1: I think it's something, for me, it's something about words. Like, um, I'm a photographer, and but really I'm a drummer. And um, they're both forms of communication, audio and, and pictures. But, you know, I've never encountered any type of, I don't know if you'd call it media or art or whatever, as powerful as words
0: absolutely and the way that you can um just the way that you can structure a sentence you can do it so many different ways and it can have so many different meanings different implications mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i think that that experiencing that in written form is is kind of the best way to do it and then you know you get to kind of take whatever you want out of it yeah uh, and you get to use your imagination which i feel like people don't really get to as much yes. these I, days. Yes,
1: I feel like the, also when I read words, I can't um, deny them. Like, they go into my head. Like, if you wrote me a letter, I would have to listen to everything you say because I have to read it, whereas if you just said something to me, I can kind of tune things out. I don't know if that's true. just me, but, like, words are so powerful. You, you know, you have the Bible here. Yep. And I feel like, Everybody's tried to do that in different ways, movies, um, cartoons, different things. They think, oh, we'll help more people if we do this. But you can't really beat that, can you?
0: No, I mean, because a lot of it is so, so poetic and not always uh, as literal as some people take it. But if you want to take it literally, I suppose that you can. But that I think that just goes back to the beauty of the written word. You can, You can kind of... Add your own interpretation to it. Mm-hmm. You know, the right. same as, you know, if you said you were reading the Harry Potter movie, mm-hmm. the images and the way that the story flows is all there in front of you. But if you're reading it, you create it, you right. know, and it's. it's the movie so
1: confused me. I'm like, he, what? He lives under the stairs? What's going on? Now he's at some yeah. conservatory for witches. Uh,
0: yeah, the first four were I so. Literally bad. Fell asleep maybe I like was an like hour kind of embarrassed about them <laughs> because they omit so many important things about this awesome world that she's created but
1: yeah I mean as any movie does right it, they're two different forms of art yeah yeah um, you're always disappointed when you read a book and then later on see the
0: movie. absolutely have you read um, Ready Player One no what is that okay it's a it just came out in theaters also it's a, a Steven uh, what's his name Steven Spielberg did it oh but you ha- you have to read the book it's so good it's it, such an adventure what is it about It's about the future in which reality has gotten to be pretty unfortunate. Um, You know, people are running out of food. Um, They're just, like, living in these trailer homes stacked on top of each other. Um, And it's to the point where everybody just, like, lives in, like, a virtual reality that they can
1: kind Mm, of create. That's interesting.
0: So everyone wears these, like, headsets and... You know, they can be whoever they want to be and kind of explore. Sort of things. like uh,
1: this? this uh, that?
0: So, yeah, kind of like that, <laughs> kind exactly. Kind of like Instagram life? Yes. That works. So it's a really, um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a well-timed <laughs> movie to come out with, absolutely. Right, maybe some so, parallels. But, the, uh, yeah, the book is amazing. The movie's really good, too. They changed it a little bit to make the movie even better, but... I'd say if you you know read the book and then watch Do that the movie, first. And mm. I highly highly recommend it. Both Alec and I just uh, read it and then watched it, and we're very impressed. That's cool.
1: You guys read books together. You'll you'll get him to read a book, or he'll get you to read a book, or yeah, that's killer. And you just talk about it. And yeah. Wow. It's that's a good awesome. time. That's not the Instagram life, right there. You know.
0: No, but I'm sure we spend enough time on Instagram <laughs> as well.
1: Do you? Do you spend time on Instagram?
0: Yeah, I mean, I tried to set that limit recently. Not tried. I did. I set that limit recently, mm-hmm. so I feel like now I'm spending less time on Instagram. And Why did you
1: uh, feel it was necessary to do that?
0: I just felt like, although parts of it were inspiring or informative, sometimes it would just like I feel like I'd just get down on myself by mm. looking at Instagram. But get down
1: on yourself. Yeah. Really? Why is yeah. that? Yeah.
0: Just. Um, like comparing, contrasting. Yeah, you I know? hear that a lot. So, I don't know. I don't think really? that's healthy. I mean, I always, uh, yeah, I'm just trying to. Do no, no,
1: that no I think realize, a lot. I've, I've heard that from more than one person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, it's just boring because it's all the same story.
0: Hmm.
1: Everybody's just like trying to put their best.
0: Right. That's true.
1: You know? So I'm, I'm always true. looking for something different on Instagram. I mean, show me some reality. Not there's zero reality out there, isn't there?
0: Yeah, I mean even like when I have like I don't post if I'm having a rough time about my rough time, you know. Yeah. Actually, I'm some
1: people do that, right?
0: Yeah. They'll, yeah. They use um social
1: media or the, or then the internet as almost a, uh, a a friend. Yeah, or a diary or Right. And you feel yeah. like, "Wow, I mean at least I feel like, boy, that's um rough. How do I um should I be empathetic about this or should I
0: Yeah. But I mean mm-hmm. on the other hand it's it is really nice to connect. I mean I get to um see kind of what my family in Poland is up to and uh all the skaters out there and um it's always nice to when people like reach out because you know they appreciate something that you did or mm-hmm. they just want to connect. So don't get me wrong it's, a, it's it's a really great tool to bring people together but I think I think too much is is not great so
1: imbalanced. Yeah. I agree. I have, I'm i really old, you know, so like I have all these people that I used to know in high school and then we just all went our own way and we never saw each other. And then all of a sudden, you know, uh, Facebook comes, I don't know how many years ago, and suddenly your entire, everybody you went to school with, there they are. Yeah. And at the time you were there, you know, in school, you had these wonderful relationships with them, but you just sort of carried on with your life and a few people sort of stuck with you. Right. So now um, I see them all and I'm 55, you know, and so... That's like the beginning of the end of your life, kind of. I mean, oh gosh, people start dying,
0: that's so naked.
1: and you know, and I see them going through. Like, I've I've seen some where they're actually literally in the hospital, posting oh. from the hospital, about to go into the surgery, might not make it, you know, oh my God. feeling horrible. Um, and pray for me. Of course you pray for them. Yeah. But, like, well, should how- I care about this person that I haven't seen in forty years, and am I gonna have to do that for? Every single person that I went to high school with and college. Right. And
0: but I mean, imagine for them, that's such a powerful tool because, you know, they can be recovering in their hospital bed and see all the well wishes they're getting. And, you know, not everybody can come visit you or send you flowers or whatever. So, um, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely nice to get support right. via via the social media. Mm-hmm. You know, but, yeah, I don't know. And then sometimes I feel like if you don't post... It's almost like you're not doing anything. And I'm like, God, I haven't posted in so long. People must think I'm not doing anything at all. <laughs> like,
1: so, I'm, it's I'm so ridiculous. Su- I'm surprised that you feel that way because um, about all the things you've done, you're you know like um, that you care about. I'm surprised you care about what other people think.
0: I know. But, I mean, I try not to. I mean... That's amazing
1: to me. I don't you feel don't seem like, like, like I... the the course you've taken in your life is a care about what other people think course.
0: Yeah. I just mean if, you know, to some extent, if you're if you're putting things out in the public eye on a social media post, like you're gonna care about the feedback, right? Mm. So, um, but I mean, I guess generally, I'm gonna do what I'm doing and I'm not gonna do it
1: mm-hmm.
0: based on what I think other people might think, right. so. Right. Um,
1: but you'd be lying if you said it didn't bother you if somebody was said something that kind of got to you.
0: Yeah, of course, I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's the way it is with everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, if, like, if I knew the person I cared about the person's opinion, yeah, but of if it was, like, just some random person, mm-hmm. uh, you know, using the internet to some be kook. mean to people, uh-huh. I don't really care about that. Wow. So, um, uh, I'd say I care about what people I care about think, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but outside of that, I mean, like I said, support is always nice, but mm-hmm. everyone's going to agree or disagree mm-hmm. with things.
1: That makes sense. You know, from my perspective, um, you're sort of this heroine. <laughs> Sorry,
0: <laughs> that's that's <laughs> not, not huge. Fa- I don't want a
1: fanboy out in your house here, but and so and I have a daughter, you know, and she's 15, and and mm-hmm. um, so this question is about in your life was there a time when you could have went another way, or were you just always sort of this person? And I don't know what this person is. I don't know if you're an apathetic mm-hmm. person or if you're Spiritual, or all of it. I mean, I don't know what caused you to, basically, am I wrong, sort of sacrifice a portion of your life to help others?
0: Oh, um, I don't think I've ever seen myself as a martyr <laughs> in that way. But,
1: but didn't you sacrifice what you could have done with your time, the last ten years, to do what you did? Couldn't you have done something else with your time? There would have been more for you.
0: I could have, but. I was very pulled to this. I've, I have no, no qualms that I've, you know, maybe taken, a path that was less beneficial. You know, I, I see how much all the things that I've gotten to work on have grown, and and I'm really, really happy about it. So right. I don't, I don't think. I'm not really like a what if person. Oh, you're not. Okay. <laughs> so, but no, I believe that. Uh, I've just been pulled by my passion, and I've been on a path that i uh am really, really grateful for mm-hmm. so uh, did I spend way too many hours editing in the middle of the night or mm-hmm. um you know or insane amounts of stress trying to get an event together yeah, but i'm I mean I'm grateful with how everything turned out It's mm-hmm. really cool to to put that time in and put that effort in and see the outcome right. So
1: it's for the outcome that you do that or do you like the process or both?
0: Um, the process sometimes, but most of the time it's so stressful that mm-hmm. it's not that great. It's usually it's the end result is amazing. And then, you know, seeing, uh, just seeing how happy people are to like come together at exposure and meet each other, mm-hmm. um, Unfortunately, those are times I can't really like even be there to experience it because it's so crazy. But yeah. um, you know, just knowing that people had a good time and it made an impact on them and it's something that they're going to remember. And you know, for some girls, maybe it was a vehicle for them to kickstart their careers. Or yes. you know, yeah. um, I don't know if they think of it that way, but
1: <laughs> but it's the truth. Uh,
0: I don't know. I mean, sometimes I get bummed when I see that people aren't. Um, People kind of shy away from it. That have kind of grown up doing it. Um, but they don't and,
1: f- see a need for it anymore for themselves personally. Or what do you mean?
0: Yeah, I think there are definitely, <clears throat> definitely girls that are in that realm, and mm-hmm. and that's fine because it's true.
1: You know, for them that's the, the yeah truth.
0: But to see the, um, for example, our last event, a um, hundred of the girls were all amateurs in the amateur division. That's killer. So. Um, even though we didn't have as good of a pro showing as we usually do, just the fact that we have created this thing that is a vehicle for M's, which don't really have a vehicle in girls skateboarding. There's still a need there, you know, and that need still needs to be filled. So it's it's just great to see girls have opportunities that maybe they didn't think that they had or, um, you know, new doors open for them. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's all worth it.
1: Yeah. So, so, I guess what I'm asking, too, is that were you, when you were younger, did you ever have a time in your life when you could have went a different way, though? When you could have... Um, in other words, I don't know what you did. I mean, you went to school, obviously. Yes. So You could have just worked at Burger King, you know, or you could have just got married.
0: I could like not have just worked no? at Burger Why? King. Why? What, what's family? different
1: about you that <laughs> that made that happen? Well... Are you saying there's something wrong with people who work
0: at No, Burger no, King? no, no. I'm just saying that mm. my... Family would not allow for that to so that was
1: it was a mentoring thing that sort of sort of, well, sh- got so, you where you went, went?
0: So I come from, a, from an immigrant background, okay. you know, and I saw how hard my parents have worked just so that my brothers and I can have opportunities. Because mm-hmm. they had a great life in Poland, you know, they had an amazing life. Mm-hmm. But they knew that if they moved to the U.S., we can have an even better life. So, so they're
1: very into their children.
0: Yeah, they're amazing. Yep. They're like the most selfless people I've ever met. So, yeah, they sacrificed all that just so that we can be here. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, um, and my whole life, you know, if I came home from school and I had straight A's but one B, they'd be like, why do you have a B? You know, so they always I like instilled like this. <laughs> I've this had a few musical workout. instructors that are that way. Right. All or nothing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it I was, love that. They always instilled, like, a really intense work ethic in, in me and my brothers. And um, I remember wanting to take time off and skate and move to California. And okay,
1: so you did have those desires. That could yeah, have, that absolutely. That could have been a, a, that's a all course. Was, that's a, all
0: I've ever wanted to do, right? Okay. And, and I was almost graduating from high school, and I was telling my mom that that's what I wanted to do. And she was, like, livid. She was like, what? You're going to do what? And I was like... Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna go to California and I'm gonna skate. And and then she sat me down and she goes, okay, well, uh, how? I'm like, what do you mean how? I'm just gonna go. she's like, well, you know, you, you have to pay for rent, mm-hmm. you have to feed yourself, you know, you certainly no one's paying you to skateboard, mm-hmm. you know, so you're gonna have to work all day. You're gonna have to work these crazy hours just to be able to afford to live there, just to be able to support yourself. Yeah. Are you are you even gonna have any time or energy to skate? And I just looked at her and I'm like, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. And that's the moment where I decided I'm like, okay, I'm gonna work super hard in high school, and get a scholarship to uh, a school out here, and that's how I'm gonna move to California. <laughs> and. That's bitching. And skate apparently, but so. Um, I love that. <laughs>
1: That was your motivation. I can't believe it That's actually killer. worked, but no, it's it's crazy. Skateboarding
0: has been my motivation for everything. Um, so, yeah, so I came out to California and and uh, uh, was going to USC at the time, and just tried to balance skateboarding and and schoolwork and and. Uh, my life just kept going from there, I what suppose. What a great
1: story. That's a wonderful story. I mean, that answers my question. <laughs> and the selflessness, obviously, that's from your parents.
0: Yeah, they're amazing. They're such, such giving people. You know, they continue to just... We've all left the house, and they continue just to support us in any way mm. that they can. Like, my dad is coming in, in like, two weeks mm-hmm. to help us work on our house. Like, we just I'll bought this it. house a little while ago. Cool. And he's like, I'm going to come and replace all your windows.
1: How bitching! Oh my gosh, gosh you're isn't? amazing. That's rad. So
0: yeah, they're, they're, they're awesome.
1: But you know, I have children, and <clears throat> I was the most selfish person you've ever met. Just arrogant and selfish, and when I, my daughter was born, you know, it was so relieving. Life was not about me anymore,
0: hmm.
1: it was about them. It was such a relief, and I was so afraid of it. Wow. And it was the exact opposite of what I thought.
0: But it was a relief, that's It nice. was a
1: relief. And I, I try to get my friend as a famous actor to have kids ever since my daughter came, you got to do this must amazing. And people don't get it if you don't do it, you know. You have to do that. So your parents are obviously that way.
0: Yeah. You know?
1: It becomes all about your children and that's a relief, not a burden.
0: Sounds really scary.
1: Really? That's <laughs> <Tells> my next <laughs> question. So are you guys scary. thinking about having kids or
0: <clears throat> Well, we're very happy uh raising this dog and this cat <laughs> at the moment. And uh we're kind of working on, on ways that we want to move forward and things we want to do. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so you have these things you want to do before you have kids, so that you're ready to have kids, either financially or emotionally or career-wise. Like, because I'm telling you, as an it's old person, so funny that, that as know, soon
0: as you get married, people are like,
1: Right? Sorry. When are
0: the kids coming? Where are they? I'm
1: coming? telling you, you've got to do it when you're younger, because I did it when I was like in my 30s and 40s. You know, 30, like I, was, I was pretty old, and you, you have to do it when you're younger because. You can skate with them, you can snowboard with them, you can surf with them. You know, you, 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 there's a certain, a certain amount. Money is important, but the energy's more important.
0: I'll take your word for it. No, I'm just, <laughs> just <saying.
1: laughs> the look on your face, right now. I, if I was photographing, well, I have to take a picture of you at the end of this. but it's, I love it.
2: So, uh. yeah,
1: it's just a question. I, when I, I did one of these with Lizzie and I said, I, I said, well, so you and Axel should get married. And, have kids and you should just you know <laughs> can you imagine how good No that big went? deal or anything. Yeah. <laughs> no. But if you if you ever do it, it's definitely better to do it sooner than later. That's the last yeah. I'm gonna say anything like that.
0: Well I that's appreciate cool. yeah. the advice.
1: Yeah. Thank
0: you. <laughs> sorry to, no, sorry to be fine. a butt in skate. <laughs> you're fine.
1: Um but that's great. So you basically it was skateboarding.
0: Oh you it, said I'm gonna
1: kick ass because skateboarding.
0: It's always skateboarding.
1: What that is it about that thing? You, do I, I don't even see one in here. Oh, there's one over there. What is it about that thing? That is there something about a skateboard? Why are we all so fixated in, on this thing with these urethane wheels and this metal and that? How could this have so much control over our lives? You literally <laughs> could do anything with your life, and
0: oh, I'm so lucky that I picked up a skateboard. I mean. It just gives you. It just gives you so much. It gives you a sense of purpose every day, you know. Whether it's something as simple as landing a, a new trick, landing an old trick, or just going out and riding around, it gives you a whole community, a global community of friends. You can literally. This is happening before. Sweden was dropped off at a skate park. Had nowhere to sleep that night, and yep. I didn't know that until I got there. Uh-huh. And then. You know, I was like, oh, hey, I know you. Oh, also, I don't have anywhere to sleep today. <laughs> you know what I mean? And right. then, And then you do. Um, and you just have this amazing support. And, you know, it's, uh, you, you get that satisfaction of setting goals and achieving them. And, you know, builds builds confidence, builds self-esteem. And, um, you know, skateboarding has taught me everything. Uh, the only reason that I was able to push through these bigger projects whether it's graduating from college mm-hmm. or and, you know getting good grades or doing a documentary or um exposures because skateboarding taught me that that perseverance of like oh this seems hard it doesn't even seem like it's possible but what do you do you just keep trying right, <laughs> and it's going to work eventually it might take a while but it'll work it will get there
1: mm-hmm. do you remember that moment when you were standing on a skateboard rolling that Because you've done all kinds of things, haven't you? Haven't you you tried tennis? Haven't you tried baseball? Haven't you tried... Why didn't you do that? Why didn't you make baseball your career? What is it about a skateboard that makes us...
0: Well, I didn't make the soccer team, so... Oh, you
1: like soccer, that's right. Yeah.
0: Well, I did, at the time. Um, I didn't make the soccer team. I did a little bit of karate, but... Like, my inst- instructor, like, wouldn't graduate me to the next belt, and he just kept promising me that he would. Mm-hmm. And then I'd keep going to class, and then he'd literally be like, oh, I forgot to do your your test for the green belt today. And that happened, like, four times Seriously? in a row. Yeah. And you stringing me along
1: for the cash, or what was that all about? I have no idea. Oh.
0: But, you know, and then when I got the skateboard, I didn't need to make the team or get a new belt or whatever it was. It's an individual you know. thing. Yeah, I could just do it whenever, wherever my own pace, my own way. It's
1: mm-hmm. pretty cool.
0: It was, it was amazing. What a blessing.
1: How old were you when you first stepped on one?
0: Um, I was about 12 years old when I um, actually like started trying to skate. There was a time where I had an experience with a skateboard before that, right when we moved to the US. my brother uh, got a goosebumps board um, from my dad. And he would kind of ride around on it, but then I would steal it, and I would like ride around on my knees. And then he'd be like, you can't use my skateboard because you don't even do it right. And I was like, oh. so from that point on, I tried to steal it every opportunity I got. That just roll helped. around on my, on my knees and, you know, <clears throat> concrete rushing uh, at your face. Yes. And it was just so liberating. And, uh, There's
1: a certain freedom there, isn't there? Yeah. Something about it.
0: And then, one day, we're coming home from the park, me and my family, we get into the car, and my dad goes to reverse the car. We just hear this loud crack, like, what was that? And sure enough, it was my brother's skateboard. Just
1: snapped his board?
0: Just snapped know. his board, and I remember him, that evening, playing with the two halves, in our room, just crying. I'm <laughs> like, what is he crying about? And. Of course, it was just like my brother didn't respect his board, so he wasn't going to get a new one. Sure. So I didn't see one for years after that. Yeah, Yeah. they're definitely not free. Yeah. So.
1: For years, how many years?
0: I think it was like four or five years until I saw another skateboard.
1: Wow.
0: And it was just my friend riding down the street, and I looked at him and I'm like, oh my God, how do you do that? My brother always said that I couldn't. Can you please teach me?
1: So now you're at an age where you felt more comfortable standing on it and... Mm-hmm. And then you got on one, and did you know at that moment that this little thing under my feet was going to basically control my life for the rest of my life?
0: No, I did not know that at mm-hmm. the time. I just yeah. was excited to ride down the driveway, right? And uh, to do what my friends called a side manual, which is when apparently you lift up your wheels on either the toe side or the heel side of the board.
1: Oh, well, you kind of snowboard it, sort of <laughs> like a rail. I
0: have no idea. That's uh-huh. just what they called it. And I was like, oh, that's what
1: killer. Doing. Side man. Did you slide too, or did you just literally... Nah. of Did the car sideways thing?
0: Like the car sideways thing. Oh, that's just Down like a little driveway. But mm. I don't know when the moment was that I knew that that's what I want. No, actually I do. It was the moment that I saw Lindsay Adams Hawkins at the X Games.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like we accidentally stumbled upon this women's vert demo. And we just... The X Games were in Philadelphia, so my parents like took a day trip. We were always into watching like... Yeah you know, all the motocross and snowmobiling or whatever it was at the time mm-hmm. uh, at home. And then when they were coming to um, Philly, which was only two hours away, we went and saw it. And we were, I think we were gonna watch like men's best trick vert. Okay. And then my friend and I were just kind of walking around the arena and then we see someone else like skating the vert ramp. And then we get closer and it was like four or five women. We're like, oh my who goodness. Was, who was on that ramp? It was Lindsay Adams, yeah. it was Mimi Newt, it was Carebeth Burnside, yeah. Jen O'Brien, and I want to say this other woman named Candy. I've oh, heard really people
1: talk about somebody. It. That was about it, though, wasn't it, at that time? Yeah,
0: that was it. That was, <laughs> I didn't know, but um, that was basically the women's vert scene at the time. Yes. And uh, we were watching Lindsay, and we're like, wow, she's so good, she must be like, 25, and then they announce on the speaker that she's like 12. We were kind of far away, but they announced that she's 12. And my friend and I look at each other and we're like, We're 12. We could do that.
1: That's killer. Really? And that
0: was it from then on. I was like, and She I'm was at your
1: event this year.
0: She was. And uh, I talked during the skating um, because she was just there as an MC. And you know, we had this big, beautiful, vert rant, and she's amazing at skateboarding. Oh. Um, you know, even though she's very, very busy these days, mm. it does not show when she skates. She still is super just fluid.
1: She's I'm way like, up there too.
0: Yeah, and I'm like, Lindsay, skate to the contest. I will MC, please. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I don't know, I'll think about it. And sure enough, I I get there the day of the vert contest and she's warming up on the ramp. I'm like, are you gonna do it, are you gonna do it? She's like, I don't know. And then like Kevin Staub came over and he was talking to her, maybe trying to talk her into it mm-hmm. but she was clearly blasting like two feet above everyone she was. else's airs and she was, yeah. just she hasn't she has even a big like, smile
1: on her face she,
0: yeah she was so stoked and she hadn't really been skating because you know she's
1: really uh, she just she's dropped she's in and touring, did
0: that and i mean she skates i think of the nitro circus things but yeah. you know she's touring and full-time mom that's you know that's a lot mm-hmm. so i don't imagine she gets to skate a lot of vert
1: right um, that's true
0: so I don't know. That's it was just, it was amazing seeing her
1: skate again. I think I I, I shot her that day, um, you know, at your event, and then the previous time I shot her was at least ten years ago at the combi when the combi was plaster. Oh yeah. Yeah. and She was there um, pre it was like a pre, protect pool party session. Dwayne Peters was there and Salba and her.
2: Wow. Yeah,
1: you know, and I was just there probably skating, and then. I would break my camera out because I'd get too tired to skate, but I didn't want to leave. Right. So that's how I kind of got to start to shoot again, you know. I used to shoot back in the day, like the 70s. And then in, around 2000, that's when I began shooting again for that reason. That's awesome. Just to hang out. And, um, yeah, and I shot some shots of her, some some video, I believe.
0: Yeah, yeah she's she's so good. I think she's going to be skating more these days. That's what I've heard. It's killer. Keep my fingers crossed.
1: Yeah. Are you guys... Do you guys have similar personalities, the two of you? Me and Lindsay? Uh-huh.
0: I don't know. I don't know if I know her well enough to say,
1: mm.
0: but uh, um, yeah, I have no idea. Mm. All I know is she's super nice and she's really outgoing and um, it's been great to hear her on the mic and all these events. She's uh, really good at what she does. And um, yeah, she's just rad. Mm.
1: So so did, did, did the uh skate industry you said that everything happened that you wanted to from the movie and did you know, do they get it now? Do they get uh women skateboarding?
0: Yeah, I totally think that they get it, you know? Mm-hmm. There's still I mean there's still like the they are still in control. Who's so they? That's <laughs> the all the um that whole boys club that started everything you hear that? and oh, she just
1: day? said? Right here. Is he part yeah. of the boys' club? That no. I applied
2: to the girls'
3: club. They not let me in yet. <laughs> but I know what you're saying. Like, I'm not going to name any magazines, but one of the recent big magazines out there yeah. put out a mag, and, and there are, there's some diversity in it, but zero women. Oh, really? Cover, covered. Right. And I personally like to see more of a commitment in terms of some type of percentage of coverage. That are they
1: in, are. in denial? Because it... I go skateboarding, with, I was telling her that I go sca- skateboarding with my kids like three times a week and I go to any park and there's like girls, or I don't even know, I used to know every girl that skated. I knew every trick they did on which wall they did it. Right. And now, how many years later, six, seven years later, there's so many. It's like half the
3: park is girls. It's mm-hmm. not even a thing anymore. Yeah, it's, yeah. Exactly. It'll be nice to see the um, coverage start to... Catch up. up with that? Yeah, catch up with the, the reality of the, the amount of people who are skating. and mm-hmm. it's silly because. Mm-hmm. But I do think they're a bit blinded by their the old school model of, uh, of a singular progression ceiling. What does that mean? Of, um, well, I, I don't know how well I can speak to it because I'm a dude, but I think that, that for me one of the coolest things about meeting Amelia and getting someone involved with the scene is watching skateboarding happen again yeah. in a new different
1: way yeah it's true
3: you know it's you the get to watch a new ceiling of progression get pushed I got you. by a, yeah by it's like
1: a whole new dog town a whole new yeah yeah yeah
3: absolutely and mm-hmm. it's not like it's happening a second time it's like it's happening a no it's a new thing way. Yeah, yeah it's really cool so, mm. but I think that they're still uh, blinded by the thought that that their readership is not interested but there's a huge market there is the, the female readership is there yeah. it's, it's kind of sucks, but
1: it's getting there, that's for sure. Right. It's an undeniable thing. I mean,
0: yeah. yeah, and I don't think that they're denying it, but I think, you know, they're still kind of calling the shots from their perspective. Is there a purpose and, uh, to that? Ego?
1: Really? Or just the, the <laughs> I don't know. just I used mean, to the way it was? We're, we're just guessing, obviously.
0: Yeah, I think people are just used to the, the, the way that things were, and it's a lot of uh, similar people in place. But honestly, I mean, everyone is growing and evolving and changing their approach and um, and, you know, I don't I don't want to say anything negative because there's so much growth, and it's changing all the time. Yeah. So we're constantly moving forward. I, I think there's still a little bit of work left to be done. I think there's still a little bit of, like, the tokenism, like, okay, we have this girl. Now, like, that's it. Like, we don't need any more
1: girls. Oh, right. Instead of it being a complete thing, it's sort of a novelty.
0: Yeah, so it's, it, it feels a little bit that way, and, and sometimes it, it feels like... Is this just gonna be a trend and then it's gonna be and then it's gonna be over. Go back to the you know? way it was. But um yeah, I you know, I, I don't have many like negative feelings about it. I just feel like there's still movement forward that can happen Right. I think it's happening all the time.
1: Well that's what I mean. It's just is it fitting yet? Is it, you know
0: It's almost there. It's yeah. getting there.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because I know I'll be at a skate park and I'll hear very young boys. I used to roll at the skate parks with the um, Lizzie and the first thing they ask is, Are you her grandfather? and no, you know. And <laughs> the second thing they start talking to each other about how she's better than you are, da 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 you know. Welcome but, to
0: my world. but <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> this guy, I've his video parts coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> you just wait. Oh, you take it off, see you later. Yeah, I
3: gotta go back to work. Back to skate park
0: work. Bye, honey. <laughs> see
1: um But I felt some and but some of other ones are a little these young boys were a bit negative about it. And I've, I had to wonder if it was, I didn't think about what Alec was saying, but it's true. I mean, is it the conditioning through media that skateboarding is a bunch of guys in a van, there's at least one picture of somebody throwing up, there's um, a guy jumping off of a three-story building?
0: Right. Well, is I Is that like literally
1: what it should only be? Or? I
0: feel like that that was the thought around the time I started Underexposed, you know? That's kind of what I was exploring. I was in a lot of classes that had to do with like gender representation in the media. So that's What kind does of, that mean? Well, for example, we would look at um, Sports Illustrated versus like Sports Illustrated for Women, and yes, um, all the women, they weren't really like presented in action. Whereas the guys, they're like their sweats like pouring down their face, and they're like making the the game winning shot or whatever. It was Whereas, just the sport. Yeah. Whereas the woman is like, you know, she has to be a little bit more dressed up. Clearly he's wearing, like, makeup and, you know, maybe just kind of, like, showing off the product or, or wearing something cute. And um, it was a much more um, passive way to um, represent these female athletes versus representing them the way that they should be represented, which is...
1: They're trying to marry sex into the marketing? For and sure.
0: That. Yeah, for sure. Uh-huh. So, but I feel like... So the, those kinds of um, analyses that we did in, in class are what made me think more about what, you know, how skateboarding portrays itself. And, you know, in a lot of ways it is still uh, the dudes and girl in the van and uh, probably throwing up and jumping off three-story buildings. But mm-hmm. it's also, you know, the little girl in a pink helmet doing a front feeble. <laughs> right, so.
1: right. Some of the, <laughs> some of these really young girls are um, doing things that they seem to have larger vocabularies than some of the older girls.
0: Yeah, it's Pretty. because I mean I feel like some of us, except for Lizzie, we were kind of brought up with the concept that there was a a ceiling, and I feel like that that influences you psychologically at some point. Like, That's interesting. Where you see like what other women are doing, so you assume like.
1: There's this oh, talk. this
0: is this is what the best females doing. Like that's probably like what I can be doing, versus you know looking at a different way. Which, you know, like I said, I feel like Lizzie kind of broke that barrier and she kind of pushed through. And um, yep, it's because of Lizzie that there are these tiny little girls blasting figures and doing technical
1: and they, tricks. They and I've heard even complaints. I'm, I mean, I wouldn't name any, but I've heard complaints from very you know, girls that are high up there in the, the competing status uh, of some of these younger girls that they shouldn't be um, in certain contests because they're too young, they say that it doesn't look the same.
0: It does look different. Um, I don't think that all the younger girls have like a kit, little kid style. I mm-hmm. think some of them are really, really powerful. Um, you know, like, I don't think Brighton ever had a little kid style. She was mm-hmm. powerful right out of the gate. Right. Uh and uh, that new girl, Kokona from Japan.
1: I remember. There's her, no
0: little kid. Uh, no. Style in I think there. I guess I saw her know? first
1: at one of your things, and yeah. yeah I was she's, like, Who is she? Where'd she come she's from? She's
0: amazing. So, yeah. I mean, it does look different when like a littler person is skateboarding, but I mean, it's all in the name of progression. So it's all, um, it's all impressive, you know. Yeah. I mean, if anything, I find it inspirational. Like, if a tiny little kid can learn this trick. Why can't like an old woman like myself learn this
2: trade? Old woman like yourself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Old woman like yourself. That's right. So, so oh, here's the last question. Um, you know, what's the future hold?
0: Skateboarding.
1: Yeah. That's it?
0: Skateboarding and... Um,
1: You're interesting the way you answer questions because <laughs> you, you know, did, did did exposure, which was this... I'm going to use. You know.
0: Exposure still very much in in full force. Okay. So. No,
1: no, I'm just saying, but it started off as a sort of like uh not enemy, but it was it was um like a little ragtag team uh, you you had a belief of a thing that could be and then it, did you did you become that thing at all that you were fighting against? Are you a part of it? Is this why you're very careful about how you answer things? <laughs>
0: I like to be careful about yeah. how I Were you always that things.
1: way? Were you always sort of careful about how you answered? You know, you don't want to offend anybody and
0: I definitely don't want to offend anybody, you know, I feel like
1: Isn't there growth from offense? I mean, didn't didn't they have to do that when they <laughs> when they freed the slaves and when they people got their rights? Weren't people offended as as in the in the name of progression?
0: I mean I feel like support can promote progression a lot more than faster. Um, yeah, a lot more than offending people. You know, everybody is contributing to growth of everyone else, and and everyone is moving forward, and everyone's doing their best. And right. Um. So,
1: so you don't feel that that happened that ex, that exposure became sort of part of the thing that it was fighting, not fighting, but trying to bring light to.
0: Well, the amazing thing is that it feels like we've reached the goal that we set out with.
1: Right, I could, I could see that. What, so like, how's that, what do you do then?
0: Uh, well now we're, you know, uh, me and my co-founder Leslie Cohen, we're working on developing more for the girls that uh, need more support, which is the girls that are just getting on board through you know Skate Rising and Callie Kelsey runs that and you know, women's clinics, because now there's so many more adult women that I meet that are like, I want to skate or I want to skate, but I don't have anyone to skate with. Yeah. So more clinics and more um, areas of support in that way. And then uh, this year, we're working on a different type of event that's uh, more focused on the AMS. Oh, because sure. the pros have a crazy calendar now. Like last that's year, true. they couldn't, like most of them couldn't make it to our
1: event. Because they're busy.
0: Cause, yeah, because there was a, a an event in China and then there was, um, you know, and then all the street skaters were like, oh, I'm filming. Oh, I'm on a trip. Oh, like I have this thing with my sponsor. In. Right. So
1: it became, and it was like,
0: right. it was really stressful to me because I was like, oh, my God, why am I even doing this?
1: But didn't you but then, create that?
0: Yeah, but then I thought about it and I'm like, wait a minute. This is like the best problem to have. Like, this is this is great because this is exactly what we wanted from the start. Yeah. So, you know bless the path that has been um, initiated now and just everybody has um, an avenue and everybody has support and everyone has events and it's great i mean it's just i feel like the AMs still very much appreciate and need exposure so yeah. i think uh, shifting the focus on them and, and creating um, an avenue for them is still is still essential there's still a need
1: don't you think that always will be the case I know that as a photographer that the AMS is actually sometimes more interesting to shoot. Because you don't know
0: what's going to happen.
1: Yeah. And you right. see people progressing, whereas when people get to the top, they, and especially if they've got a job, do they really need to get broke? Right. You know? Are they hungry? No, not really. I mean, if you, you know, put the sticker on your helmet, you're making whatever, and you got the... What's the point?
0: That makes sense. I mean, I imagine that it wasn't until recently that people were actually... Uh, no longer hungry, based on their skate abilities, but I think there was a time where there was kind of a lull because you had to have another job or you know another life, and uh, you had to think about things other than skateboarding because it wasn 't going to be your
1: yeah couple year Some artists believe that when you when you 're living lean like that, the art gets better hmm. most artists believe that actually most artists believe that when it 's cushy and everything's you know you 've got somebody. Handing you your bone marrow fork that you pretty much suck as an artist.
0: I don't know, man. It's it's cushy now, and the the rate of progression is through the roof. So, mm-hmm. but that's because the up and comers see how cushy it is, you know, and mm-hmm. that does create the hunger. But then
1: the progression in the pro level or the progression the pro in level amateur? too.
0: I think you the pros that? are. You feel are, that
1: they're progressing? Yeah, I guess so.
0: I think so. I mean, I think everybody's progressing. You know, everybody's growing. You think at the
1: same rate though? You think the pros are progressing at the same rate as amateurs? You think a pro gets as many new tricks in a year that an amateur does?
0: I think they could if they wanted to.
1: But does it? But but are they? You watch it. You've seen. You know all these girls. You know all their lines. You've seen them skate. You skate with them. You were one of them. I mean, you are one of them. Is it really? You feel that?
0: I mean, I think it's up to the individual. I think it depends on who you ask me about specifically. Sure, there are some that maybe aren't as much, but then there are others who just keep pushing it and pushing it, pushing it. I mean, look just, at Lizzie. She's always been. I just keep bringing her up. Clearly, I have a Lizzie obsession here. You but, do? Um, do you have a Lizzie obsession? <laughs> Dude, she's just so impressive. Why? Because she, like, she mm-hmm. would be someone who you would imagine is like, oh, she's at the top and you know she's done everything. Did she's you hear that, Lizzie? <laughs>
1: yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And
0: then like. She could just be chilling, but no, she like goes and does the frickin' loop, like
1: that's what, pretty gnarly. You
0: know what I mean? Like, yeah. what, why? You didn't have to do that, I don't but know. because she's still pushing herself and progressing. Yeah. You know,
1: that's that she's one thing hun- before she fell. Was,
0: oh my god, it's that so That was gnarly.
1: I texted her. I said, "Man, that fall."
0: Oh, I was watching people try it, and like Alec was one of the people trying it, and I was so
1: scared. Did he do it? Scared.
0: Um, not yet. I don't want to put them on that's blast, not...
1: but Why it's... do they want to do that? Is that? I don't skateboard... know. Is, is that skateboarding? It's going over a loop. Is that skateboarding, I mean,
0: everything is skateboarding. It is? It's
1: skateboarding. Skateboarding
0: really? is what you make it. So is it skateboarding oh. to me? Mm, no. But is it skateboarding to Alec? Yeah. Is it skateboarding to Lizzie? Yeah. That's why they wanted to do it, and that's why they tried it. You know? But, um, yeah, Tony asked me again? if I wanted to do it. Do you do it, it again once like... you've done it? Uh, I think people have. Really? Yeah. Like, they just used to, to do it in Boom Boom Huck Jam all the time, right? And that, like, yes, show true. thing. They would just, like, do it as part of their... Is,
1: their there, is there a thing where a thing is a circus trick and where a thing is skateboarding, or is it just all skateboarding?
0: It's all skateboarding. I mean, so- someone else might be like, oh, it's a circus trick, but someone else might be like, wow, that's really cool that you were able to do that on right. your skateboard. I mean,
1: there's no doubt that it's fucking scary and just super difficult and just takes so just guts early. of steel. Ugh. Oh. You know. Like I could, hear, couldn't I hear, you go further with that and do a double loop, or couldn't you?
0: Uh, Tony did. He did like a sideways loop.
1: I saw
0: Dude, it's amazing. Like, that's another example. Like, that dude does not have to do anything on a skateboard ever again. But you know what? He pushes himself all the time.
1: Why do you think that is?
0: Because he loves it. Yeah. And he loves the progression, which I think is that, the nature of it. I
1: think that success can only bring you so much um, satisfaction.
0: Yeah, because they're they're not doing it for the paycheck. They're, you know, I mean, it's nice and it allows them to keep pushing themselves. But, you know, it's the feeling that you get when you when you conquered something you were afraid
1: of. I, I think mean, that's, that's what it is. That's too. why we all do it. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I had to ask the question. Sorry I yeah. put you on the spot. No, you put me on the spot <laughs> a couple
0: times, but you know.
1: I'm sorry. It's I just, all had to ask, right. just People might be thinking these things that yeah. don't have the ability to talk to you. You know, and you don't have to tell me. The truth, you don't have to tell me anything. I'm just. I, but really,
0: I, can we erase the whole thing? then?
1: yeah, <laughs> Is that how you feel?
0: No, no. Are I'm you trying prefer- to think back? Like, did I say anything offensive? Um, but I don't think I. I don't I did. think
1: you're pretty good about that. Did, did, um, do you feel that way? Are you are you a perfectionist?
0: Uh, maybe. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I mean.
1: Isn't that maddening? I'm kind of of a, a perfectionist. It's, isn't it a maddening? Isn't all sadness and anxiety and grief come from perfectionism?
0: A lot of it can, absolutely. You know, but I feel like in skateboarding, most people are perfectionists, you know, mm-hmm. because they land the trick and they're like, mm, wasn't very clean. <laughs> My hand style was just all over the place.
1: Oh, that's another so. last question for you. <laughs> when did you go from being somebody on a skateboard to somebody who had style when you skateboarded?
0: Oh, I'll tell you when that happens. What? Out.
1: What are you talking about? Uh, I've I seen t- photographs of you doing these eloquent frontside rocks and
0: photographs. Okay. That's a that's a moment. You're
1: telling me that uh, you guys <laughs> cemented your board to the coping and Bleeker just uh, got his light in and you stood up there and went like that. I mean, you're no, doing I'm just the trick. saying. I,
0: I don't know. I hate watching video of myself skating. Really? Yeah.
1: That's just got to be a thing where it's because it's you. Probably because you don't have bad style. I mean, I, I have the worst style in the world. And I guarantee you, you do not have bad style.
0: I'm working on it, you know, I mean. How do
1: you do that? So is, is that is that kind of phony? Are you, you're like, what are you studying different people's style? You're like looking at, should no. my hand be like this or should my hand be like that? No,
0: or? I mean, it's like obvious things. Like I like I'll do like a little hand jerk when I pump sometimes. I'm like, well, that I don't really can... have to do that. Yeah, because, <laughs> you know what I mean? So like keep your arms more relaxed or like maybe you would look better if you put your foot here or lifted your leg a little Could higher. Could you possibly
1: or... be sacrificing your Balance or maybe other things in the name of style?
0: Mm, well, I feel like my attempt to rewire my brain to do tuckney front set airs instead of stink bug front set airs uh-huh. Uh-huh. might be putting my. Are you
1: doing tuckneys now?
0: I do them like maybe 10% of the time. <laughs> It's so hard to rewire an old trick.
1: Do you have to? I, I'm really old, side so imagine if I ever did a tuck knee, I'd have to first learn stink bugs, and then secondly, go to like yoga classes for about two years to get flexible enough. See, to get that, in that
0: that's position. that's the thing. Like, I'm a flexible person. I do a lot of yoga, but I think a lot of it is psychological. To um, I've hurt my MCL a bunch of times oh, okay. the back, on the back leg, okay. and that is that's that that's caused if you do that internal rotation, which is exactly what you want to do in a tuck knee. And for years, all my physical therapy was about keeping that leg straight and out without the, the kind of what they call the valgus like inflection okay. of your leg moving in. Okay. So I feel like I'm literally like pushing against something that's tied to like trauma of my leg that I've had MCL Absolutely. sprain like four or five times.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So I freaking hate the way my front side areas look. I love the way they feel, but yeah, tuck knees, I mean. And
1: that's, then your foot has to come off the board.
0: Yeah, so a little to, bit.
1: You have to get the edge of your foot on there instead of the whole yeah. foot. That must be kind of weird. Again, I, I am, I'm only asking from, <laughs> you know, conjecture because I've never done one. Or, but,
0: right. Yeah. Well, I mean, everything is muscle memory, and when you're mo- working against a very uh, ingrained muscle memory, it's a, it's even harder to, to battle. Right.
1: Well, that makes sense because medically you're trying to.
0: Yeah, Yeah, right. But no, I mean, like I said, so those are some of the ways which I try to work on style. So I don't feel like it's phony, but to your other question of like, are you putting things at risk? Maybe on a subconscious level, I feel like I am. So Mm
1: -hmm. you are.
0: (laughs) That's my excuse for (laughs) skate bugs.
1: (laughs) I mean, you're a radical skater. I remember the first time I saw you skate was at one of the, was at Instinatus, I believe, on the Vert Ramp. And you just go for it. I mean, it sort of was scary to watch you ride. Like, the, huh. the way you rode, um, it seemed...
0: That's what I mean. You don't have a good style when it's scary to watch you no, ride. No,
1: that's the bitchin' style, dude. Because <laughs> you're kind of reckless, you know? And, like, I could never get that straight in my head. Like, how could Amelia ride that way? And she made this gigantic thing happen. Because one's so reckless and the other's so sort of... Controlled. I feel like
0: I used to be more reckless in my skating. Mm-hmm. Now I'm a bit more calculated in my cool. in my old age, so
1: oh in your old age
0: <laughs> dude let's face it i am the oldest oldest lady at all these events now
1: so you are you're older than lizzie and then?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: oh yeah
0: but it's cool
2: does that I'm trip, that trip
1: you out
0: it trips me out sometimes but then like what's the point of thinking about it right no, i skate. I'm not going to change yeah. the outcome. Cool, it's just me and this girl who I've been skateboarding twice as long as she's been alive.
1: Create a division for yourself at exposure that you'll just kick ass. You know, it's just like, if you're the only one that's that age, I mean, then, you know, Perfect. you come out with the gold every time. You
0: know. Yeah, that's all I really want. <laughs> <laughs> I just stop progressing and create a division where I can just win every time.
1: You'd be the champion every time. You'd be a podium. The champion. You know, just by, you can just, you know, show up uninjured, you know.
0: Yeah, no, but that's where it Which range
1: of last exposure?
0: Yep, the last three, which is why I'm dialing, dialing back, s- skating more, working less, no more injuries.
1: Does it trip you out to not work?
0: Uh, not if I'm spending that time skating.
1: Mm. So you, I mean, you, you still... trust the people that you have doing the stuff that you used to do to do it? And...
0: Yeah, that took years, though. It, I went from... Because
1: you must have done everything at one time.
0: Oh, yeah, I went from doing everything myself... And balancing other jobs because I wasn't um, making a living off that um, doing everything myself and then slowly like letting go of pieces of your vision is like it's incredibly hard you know and, and you end up like micromanaging or like being really nervous about other people's
1: work even though they're doing it um, yeah it's supposed to take stress off you you're still stressed
0: I mean at the end of the day, no matter how much luck le- you let go, management is still hard that's probably the hardest thing I've ever done so now That we have more people in place, it's amazing because I get I get more time and um, you know I get to uh, be a little bit more of a sane person, but then you know you're still managing people and there's there's so many variables that come along with that. It's a yeah, it's something I never thought I would have to learn, but still learning. It's
1: necessary for what you're trying to what you're trying to produce. Yes. Yes. You don't love it or you love it or or you don't love it.
0: Management? I hate management. I hate it. It's either, like, I would prefer to do everything myself but somehow still have that time Mm -hmm. to be relaxed and skate and do my thing. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, but it's just because, you know, you have a vision of what something's supposed to be or supposed to look like and you just, you make a lot of assumptions that, like, a, that person cares about the outcome as much as you do, which is the hardest one, because they never will. Mm-hmm. And two, that they understand what you're saying to them and the way that you want them to do it. Mm-hmm. And number three, it's just like, you know, managing p- managing your expectations of what the outcome is going to be. So, mm-hmm. uh, But I've been very lucky to have like a really great team mm-hmm. that has made it easy to do that. You know, a lot of it for me, I think, was probably just like ego, but... You know, slowly, just like stepping back from stuff, and and um, you know, allowing other people the experience, um, allowing other people the job opportunity, and yeah. um, you know, when you work with others, you see growth and produce growth in new ways. So there's a lot of benefits to it. It's just, it's just still hard management. Right. Well, I didn't
1: know that. All right, this is actually the last question. <laughs> I'm sorry, I keep landing. No, okay? yeah. Are you okay? Yeah. Sure.
0: Oh, I'm chilling.
1: Okay. Um, whose stereo system is this? Are those um, juggling balls?
0: Those are juggling balls. Why Who juggles? Them? I don't know. Is
1: somebody a magician in this house?
0: Um, Alec is definitely a magician. Oh, ah, are you
1: serious? You married a magician?
0: I don't know if he does, like I said, his, he does magic on a skateboard for sure. But I actually have no idea why we have juggling balls.
1: That's what those are. Uh, whose stereo is this?
0: And that's uh, Alec's uh, record player.
1: That's his record player. Mm-hmm. Do you guys listen to music often? I are you in a music, music
0: attic? For sure.
1: You're a music addict.
0: Like, I can't skate if there's no music on.
1: So you put some uh, buds in your ear and you...
0: Buds or I got, like, a big uh, radio from uh, Don Brown as a wedding gift. I'll kill her. So I bring that to the session. And, yeah, there's always got to be loud music blasting. It
1: helps you to focus.
0: It does. It. I mean, my brain is, like, crazy and overactive, which doesn't work well when you're skating. Yeah. So, I have to put my brain somewhere else. So, if there's music on, I put my brain there.
1: All this, I, I used to localize a place called Skatopia. And all the skate parks back then, Marina Del Rey, Skatopia, all the big old blasting music on the speakers.
0: Yeah.
2: And
1: then they made all these skate parks in 2000, silence, you know, it's weird.
0: It wasn't that, that crazy Skatopia we hear about?
1: No, one? I'm the Bonaparte Skatopia, the one in okay. the original, which was in California, 1977 through 1980. Oh, nice. Yeah. It was before. Um, crazy one nice yeah yeah. Um, but yeah and every park had i mean at marina del rey they had the speakers in the bowl cool they literally somehow put them in the bowl and uh blasting punk rock or disco or whatever you know yeah it it took your mind off it
0: yeah it does Mm -hmm. and it you know it uh changes kind of the vibe you know music can get you hyped up to land that trick that you've been trying you know Mm -hmm. you're like no i have to land it during this song and Whatever you have to tell yourself, I guess, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, music is a wonderful thing. It's so great. tell me
1: some um, embarrassing music that you like, that you it's on your place. Give me all some. all the- my
0: music is embarrassing. It is?
1: I have Olivia Newton-John, old Olivia Newton-John, like, uh, country-style stuff of hers on my What awesome. do you What do you have?
0: Um, well, I definitely like to listen to a lot of dance music or, mm-hmm. like, old, um, like, 80s-style dance, lots yeah. of 90s dance. hmm I mean, not only dance, but... Um,
1: Are you a good dancer?
0: No, definitely not. 100% not. But do I like to do not? it? Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, but you enjoy doing it? you enjoy dancing?
0: Yeah, when it's like, uh, you know, the, the right type of music and you just jump around like an idiot, that kind of dancing. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I love it.
1: Oh, that's good. That's yeah. cool.
0: So, yeah, I listen to mostly cheesy music. Really? Yeah.
1: Like what? What's, what's really cheesy? Name a song.
0: Oh, my gosh. Well, I don't know if you've ever seen Doug. No. It's like this cartoon
2: no. that
0: was on growing up, and they had this fake band in this cartoon called The Beats. Okay. And just yesterday I found out that it was on Spotify. I've been so rocking out to that. Seriously? Yeah.
1: Did it, like, bring back your childhood? Yeah, for
0: sure. <laughs> so, I mean,
1: yeah,
0: I'd like to think I listen to good music as well, but cheesier music just makes life funnier. So. It's just
1: art, right? I mean, art doesn't have to. Does art have a standard? Do you think? Um, we ever. Into I art? mean, other
0: people put standards on it, and then they you do? assume that those are the standards. So you kind of follow what the set standards were.
1: That sucks because then all art will be the same. Yeah. It'll never progress.
0: Yeah, I just uh, recently saw this episode of um, "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia" about art and like what you know. One of the characters was, like, just doodling in his notebook, and the other one said that that is amazing art. It's going to sell for this, this, and this. And then they went to, like, an actual art show in Philly, and it was just completely abstract. And the woman who was, like, the curator was going off on everything this, like, completely abstract thing of colors meant and how impacted it was and what it meant in the journey of the artist. Yes. You know, so...
1: I met some of those people.
0: <laughs> so... <laughs> I mean, I'm not
1: sure if I believe all that stuff.
0: Yeah, if she gets it out of it, then great. You know, it's that's whatever true. people get out of it. That's true. Um, yeah. So I get joy out of cheesy music.
1: How about art? Have you ever? Are you an artist? Are you a photographer? A painter?
0: Or uh, I do draw, a lot of pottery. You do pottery? Yeah. You know
1: that's the. You know that that's the. Um, the badass of art. Right? Really. Oh, pottery. Wow. A, but in any art institution, like the pottery people are like. Everybody's afraid of them because they're just so fucking good. I mean, seriously. Wow. Way harder than pushing around paint, supposedly. I don't know, because I don't push paint. I just take pictures. But I've heard that from many pretty good artists, that pottery people are, like, insane. Like it's Cool. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, I just, uh, I had the opportunity to take a class in high school, and I absolutely loved it. And one of the times during which I was injured, Alex saw how depressed I was, and He went out and got me a pottery wheel Wow! and so now i have like a little wheel in the backyard and um able to make some pieces i wouldn't say i'm great at it at the moment i'm learning every day but uh i have a studio where i go to a couple minutes away to get things fired and glazed i was
1: going to ask you about that part Mm -hmm. yeah okay yeah that's killer
0: it's really fun i mean that's 3d dude
1: like uh, (laughs) you know because people draw or they paint or take a picture
0: and I'm, like, a practical person, so it's nice to, like, put time and energy into something, and then you can drink coffee out of it.
1: hmm Right. So. That's killer. I didn't yeah. know that about you. I don't think I've ever seen on your Instagram you, you know, hitting the wheel.
0: I would post stuff on the story, I think, but mm-hmm. never, like...
1: What's better, the story or the...
0: I don't the, know. Is I the get, story
1: just the new Instagram?
0: Dude, I just get nervous to do, like, a real post these days. Why?
1: It just What's suppo- a real post? Tell it me that. Feels
0: like it's supposed to have so much weight behind it. I yeah. don't know.
1: It Should be very important. It very, it's gotta be alive, like
0: people. really good. It's gotta be shot well. Uh-huh. You know, it's gotta be like the perfection. But the story is like a little bit more of like the real stuff. I it's have it's no where, idea. Isn't
1: the story what Instagram used to be? Mm. Casual, like.
0: Yeah, little, it used to be casual. Yeah, the story is definitely more casual. So yeah, I haven't done like a real post in forever because I'm like, I don't know
1: what to do. Lizzie told me that. Um, you're not supposed to use a real camera on Instagram, That you're supposed to use your crappy camera on the phone. She had, she said she was somewhere with some famous photographer and she wanted to do something for Instagram and she didn't let him use his shots. She made him take it with her camera. Cause, what? Because she feels like that doesn't belong on Instagram. Like a,
0: I mean, if it's for the story, I agree with her, but if it's for the real post...
1: A real post? I
2: love that. <laughs>
0: Well, it's like those things are worth money now. You know what I mean? It's Isn't like that there's weird? so much weight on it. Like, ooh, how many impressions? Like, ooh, 58% men and, you know, the whatever demographs? percent women. Like, who knows?
1: Right. I no, mean, yeah. you're right. I mean, people make a ton of money off of posts. It's crazy, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's but. more. So, what about print? Is print still important?
0: Uh, I mean, I used to get Trans World Magazine every month when i was a kid now i don't really look at it as much why but i'll go to like thrasher's website or whatever okay i don't know i just i think maybe if i subscribed which i probably should then i would but it's interesting it's just it was really funny actually alec got like um some magazines um as a part of his christmas gift Mm -hmm. and he's flipping through it he's like oh this is like instagram but you can hold it and, he said that yeah i he had I mean, not
1: he had not been familiar with the magazine
0: no he hadn't he just it's it's funny like his that's where his brain went he's like oh is he similar to th- scrolling through instagram and that's why he <laughs> shared that thought with us because he was like oh my god you guys what is happening so that's cool yeah it's funny how that works but mm. yeah i mean print as far as books go i'll always back it Magazines. I have so much appreciation for all the uh, work and time and effort uh, that goes into curating them. So I certainly hope that they're getting a good readership still.
1: Mm -hmm. But they're just not as convenient as uh, your phone. I mean, just like shopping. You know, a lot of I don't know if you shop at stores. No, I hate
0: going to stores. I freaking hate it so much. Sorry, strong opinions here.
1: Now we're getting to the podcast. So, um, yeah, and and uh, a lot of people your age um, don't have any perception of or any want to go to a store. Like, I feel like retail is just, like, done, isn't it?
0: Dude, I hate it. Aren't they movies. just really
1: open for people my age who want to go into a guitar store and, like, buy guitar as opposed to...
0: I feel like a guitar would be different because you have to hold that, you have to feel it, you know, mm-hmm. um, and you're in, like, a musical space. Mm-hmm. But, like, whether it's clothing or... Um, I mean, food, you still have to go and get food.
1: Why? Why Why do I have to go look at the eggs? I already know which kind of eggs I want. Well, you don't That's need true. eggs, but... Or tofu or vegetables. As long as it's fresh, you know? Trust
0: honestly. me, I hate going. <laughs> yeah, right? But it's the most... I think it's those definitely guys... definitely cost-effective My belief, my
1: conspiracy theory is that the food industry is so powerful, they've somehow slowed that whole Internet thing down. I don't know why. Maybe. They make, make money on either side of it.
0: That could be true. Yeah. I'm not sure, but... Yeah. I, I hate going to stores. I just hate it. Right. It, just, it feels so inefficient because you, you don't know what they're going to have and you don't know if they're going to have something that you want. So you're just looking at stuff and then you don't know if it's going to fit. So you have to take the time to like put it on. and like.
1: You're like me. You're, you hate trying on clothes. Yeah, I hate it. But why? You're, you're you know, perfectly fit. I was always a husky kid, so for me it was a whole different you know, trauma. That's why I hate putting on clothes. Why do you hate putting on clothes? If you put it on, it fits, take it home.
0: I mean, I was certainly a husky kid growing up. Oh my god, there's a giant hawk. Look, stand up. It's right through the window. It's huge. Where's that? Wait, stand up, stand up. You'll oh. see it. Right there, right there. You see it?
1: Oh, how beautiful.
0: It's huge. Oh my god, that you is beautiful. The cat
1: inside of the thing.
0: Yeah, that's exactly why the cat doesn't go outside.
1: Yeah. You have a lot of those up here?
0: Yeah, but I've never seen one that size just, like, chilling in our pond This before.
1: place is so Big Bear-ish. Have you ever been to Big Bear? Yeah. That's kind of a Big Bear thing about it. That's, uh, I like
0: that. That makes sense. Mm-hmm.
1: I love your house.
0: Thank you. We love it, too. We're stoked we bought it a couple of months ago. Really? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Very cozy. Yeah, cozy's a good word for it. Mm-hmm. It's pretty old, but needs some love, mm. but we're working on
1: it. It's just a house, you know. It's great, I think.
0: Man, I mean, I never thought I'd own a home in Southern California. It's pretty much t- that's the a dream huge life. Thing, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: you're set mm-hmm. now. Pay oh this, yeah. Pay this thing off. You're set. That's right. Yeah. This Stoic. is this is your retirement right here.
0: <laughs> Good point.
1: <laughs> Not that you're that old. But, Not yet. <laughs> well, that was great. I feel like we got a little dark there. I thought, I feel like when I mentioned you know supermarkets, I mean that you know.
0: Oh yeah, that's where all my negativity just came out. <laughs> the real Amelia. Are you all right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little traumatized.
1: I, I, I know a great thing I was going to ask you. Is that when I was at um, uh, exposure, I saw you and I asked you to do this. And you said, yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll come. What did you say? Something like, I'll, I'll blossom, or I'll, or I'll shoot off my mouth or something. You said something. Around really? my
0: mouth or something? It's something
1: like that, yeah. Ramble. I, uh, Maybe, maybe that's what it was. It was more like a shoot off my mouth. So, so I don't know if that meant anything or... I haven't seen it yet. I'm waiting for this um, explosion of venom, you know, to... Uh,
3: oh,
0: I don't think I ever meant a negative. I just probably meant uh, like incoherent mumbling or something. <laughs> well,
1: that makes sense. Do you, do you, so in that, what, what made you, um, you know, decide not to let that in, the, the negative stuff?
0: What's the point? Right?
1: It doesn't help anything.
0: No, it doesn't. And it only... You know, if you're negative, not only does it make you feel less good, but the people around you, like, what's the point in making someone else feel bad? But -hmm. if you can make people feel good and excited about who they are and what they're doing, that's awesome. Because then you feel good because you just made someone else feel good.
1: Did you, at some point in your life, make a conscious decision to be that way?
0: Um... Hmm.
1: cuz you could be, you you know most people aren't that way
0: I mean I feel like it probably started happening around the time I started dating Alec He's one of the most positive people I've ever met
1: So you're saying I'm like life. a few years short on this podcast I should have talked to you like 5 years ago I would have it would have been a dirty dishy
0: Probably not because I I feel <laughs> like I was really I try to be really careful with underexposed too you know not portraying anyone in any certain yeah. light um, but I don't know. I I don't, just want you to, I don't
1: want you to be that way either. By the way, I'm just whatever you are <laughs> is fine with me. I'm just teasing.
0: <laughs> it's all right. I uh, yeah. I don't know. I just like uh, happy. Is that the way? Because yeah.
1: I can, I kind of get that vibe from him. Is that the way that he is?
0: Oh yeah, for sure.
1: Did you know that guy when the first time I met him, I just thought that there's something about him that was really um, easy. Yeah. Comfortable. I felt very comfortable around him. Yeah, he definitely has He made has me that feel very on. comfortable. he didn't know me at all, and he made me feel so. Like um, he was cool with him.
0: Yeah, and I feel like he always makes other people feel good about themselves. You know, always super positive. Um, but
1: it doesn't seem to be like an act with him. No. Because some people act that way.
0: Yeah, it's definitely not an act with him. Like, trust me. If, like, if anybody goes and saying something negative, it's just turned right around, <laughs> which is great because there's always there's always a bright side to look at, and what's the point of dwelling on them? on the negative
1: yeah I like that that's cool yeah well I think I've tortured you enough I think it's, it's, time, I think to, was fun. it's time to it's <laughs> fun <laughs>
0: thanks for listening to me just ramble on here
1: <laughs> um, is there anything else you want to say before I turn it off or
0: uh, I just want to say um, thank you to everyone who's helping exposure move forward and Leslie Cohen and Callie Kelsey and Blair Bowen and you know, the the current heroine's behind behind it all. So I'm excited sure. to keep going. Oh, my God, the hawk is back. It's freaking huge.
1: cool. We have is to he take he a picture eating, for Instagram. Is he eating like right a, like, would it be a real post if it was a picture of the hawk? Would that be a... a uh...
0: I don't know. I mean, I think if you take it with your phone, no. But if you take it with your camera, yes. But if Lizzie was here, she would not let you use your camera. Dude, it is so big. I can't get over it. It literally, audience, That's is the sign are, of a size of a small pig, that and it's gold. That yeah, is a it's freaking...
1: beautiful, the color.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: What is Pony? he doing, like, trying to find a rat or something like that? or some...
0: No, well, we have, like, a little pond situation there. There are no oh. fish in it because we don't want to just basically put them out to die. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know, birds seem to like the little pond. And get they water? get their feet wet, and,
1: yeah. Anyway. You don't worry about mosquitoes for that?
0: We have had mosquitoes with that before, but Alec gets this thing that kills mosquito larvae Mm. and puts it into the pond. Okay, so it works out.
1: Okay, all right. I'm gonna turn this off. Okay. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Thank you.